0: Welcome to Rise to the Top podcast. Today, I am excited to have three guests with, with me. I have Steve Compass, I have Michael Durbin, and Connie Mehta, and they're all representing the PMI Metro St. Louis chapter. And we are specifically here today to talk about the upcoming uh, business, really project management development day that, that they have. And they're going to tell you all about it, what, what what the day is on September the 18th. I'm saying it now, but we're going to give you all those details in just a moment. But I'd like to introduce who we have on, on the call today. And Steve, I want to talk just a little bit about your experience. You, 30 years of project management experience as a consultant in, in the business, which means you have to come in and very quickly integrate yourself into teams and into organizations. You have to figure out what the lay of the land is. You're not somebody that's a native team member in many cases. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. And you come in and people will
1: have all kinds of opinions of you when, before you even walk through the door.
0: Oh, yeah, because here we are bringing in an outsider. In, and it's like, well, why do we need an outsider? So in many times, there's resistance to to that and there. And you're coming in with what all this great experience that they supposedly don't have. And so there's going to be some resistance to that. And so I'm really fascinated to talk to you about what are those dynamics? And how are you able to to manage those? And that's something I think is is very, very important. But you have you know, worked in software development, disaster recovery, which is something that uh, has probably been pretty popular this last year, year and a half with, with the pandemic and challenges and being, just that experience has probably helped you a lot in working with clients this past year.
1: Yeah. It, it, you know, the, the entire spectrum, I, I mean, I've, I've, I've done so many things for so many different organizations, small companies, fortune 500 companies, um, and it really the you know the thing that i had to do when i walked into a company after the introductions were made was to sit down and have people tell me what problem they're trying to solve what is what is their perception of that problem because until i understood understood all of the those aspects yeah. there was no way i could start putting a wrapper around something that would get us towards a, a solution. And, you know, that, that was, that was kind of like day one. That was, you know, you walk in and you really just start listening to the people and you have to be able to communicate with them. You have to, if there if there's fear, you have to find a way of eliminating that fear. I, I've been known to tell a few jokes from time to time. So, <laughs> you know, that will get people a, a little off edge you know and that it's like okay you know, i'm just a person i am i don't walk
0: on water i i don't come out of the clouds i'm just a person you know steve that that that's what we call a pattern interrupt right you you're interrupting a, a pattern that is not not necessarily productive and what's interesting about what you said because of your experience you know you have the confidence to actually walk in and stop and listen Where I think, you know, if you're listening to this and you are a new project manager, there is a tendency, I think, that we have to have all the answers. We have to know everything. We have to come in with answers. And when you're an outsider, like you are in many cases as a consultant, and there's going to be consultants that are going to join us for our event or maybe listening to this right now, the tendency is to come in and and have to have all the answers. And that's a mistake because, you know, coming in and listening and learning and figuring out what the lay of the land and what people are doing is, is, uh, is a great asset. And you obviously through your experience have the confidence to do that. You have managed a portfolios of a hundred million dollars and really worked with uh, you know, all elements of uh, scope and schedule and budget, communication problem solving, risk mitigation. So very, uh, very impressive resume. Glad to have you on the call. <laughs> Now we also have with us Michael Durbin, PhD, which is, uh, first of all, mad respect to being able to, to have that. And and I, here's someone that has experience in higher education and is someone that has a, a tremendous amount of project management experience as well. You've been, actually have a doctor of philosophy in education. Um, wow. You got a lot to teach us uh, Do I call you Dr. Durbin? Uh, Some people do. (laughs) Well, what should I call you today? Uh, Michael's fine. Okay. So, and Michael, you know, working in in curriculum development, course instruction, organizational change. So it's not just project management experience that you bring to the table. It is, I mean, e-commerce law and online training and information technology that is a that is an impressive resume that that you have, and what a great asset you are to the uh, you know to the Metro Saint Louis PMI chapter.
2: And,
3: so, and actually, my my education is my side job. My my, prim- my primary job is exactly like Steve. I've been a consultant for the last ten years, and I bring all that experience into the classroom.
0: Oh wow. So your students are, are fortunate indeed, because it's not just theory that you're teaching, it is practical experience. And, and you have the education as well. I mean, it, it masters in information management systems. And, and so, um, and certainly you're working with, you know, taking that education, putting it to work in the real life, and then bringing that all back to the classroom. What a, what a rich and wonderful experience your students must be having. Yep, they love it. <laughs> You know, and we also have Connie Meta, who is the vice president of professional development. And uh, Connie, you're the one that that uh, that is to blame for actually setting all of this up, right? Boss, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um,
2: thank you. And. <laughs>
0: I'm just totally putting you on the spot, but I'm so glad to have you. And you and I have been talking over the last couple of months. And let me just, listen, I'm not sharing all your project management bona fides, but let me tell you, when you are managing this project, if you manage this project, like you manage all the others, then all of your clients or your projects are in good hands.
2: So a, a little bit about... The day job, like Michael was saying, um, I have been the most of my career in new product development. And as you know, I elected volunteer with, with PMI and that's how be, I became the, the VP, I got elected. To. But that was like a process of teaching and then setting up teaching and and that's a, a something that I've built, and I'm proud of, of volunteering, and that itself has has uh, built itself to to something where I like to add value um, to people that are in earnest looking for extracurricular extracurricular uh, learning after their degrees. So I, I find a lot of fulfillment there, and. Part of being a VP, you get a lot of speakers. Hey, this person might be good to bring in. And what do I think that our audience might be experiencing? And I've been through a lot of changes uh, from sectors, but usually all in new product development. What do they all have in common is that rail. Like we all, as project managers, have to do these progress reports, whether you answer now or somewhere in your material. I saw the website, listened to some podcasts. I am interested in what does a project manager do between the progress reports?
0: Such a great question.
2: Yeah. Between the rails that we have to deliver.
0: You know, I want to say something, Connie, about what you just said about volunteering and and working with, whether it's PMI or uh, some other volunteer organization. But specifically, since we are talking about project managers, what a great opportunity. I've been speaking at project management chapters around the world since 2010. So uh, about 11 years. And I have also been speaking at what's called LIMSI, which is the Leadership Institute Masterclass put on by Project Management Institute with leaders from all over the world. And so I, I get to speak with, with volunteers, chapter leaders from all over the world. And one of the things that, that I have learned, and also in my own experience, I sit on several boards of, of nonprofits. It seems like you know if you're thinking about volunteering for an organization like this if you're thinking about coming in and volunteering for PMI Metro St. Louis what a great benefit it is you will spend time there's no doubt about it but The payback is just being able to rub shoulders with people like you. I mean, think of all the experience that is represented from your chapter right here, all the years of knowledge and project management that you have an opportunity to learn from people that have made mistakes and had successes. and, and, And you have that interaction when you come and participate and volunteer. What a great benefit as a project manager, as part of your professional development, as you said so eloquently after school, how do you continue that development and that growth? Well, this is one of the ways to do that. And uh, so, so not only come and participate in in the meetings, but come and volunteer. And I, 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 can any of you speak about that in terms of the benefit you've received as a, as a chapter volunteer?
1: You know, I've, as soon as I finished getting my my PMP, and I went through the 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 exam prep class that the chapter offered. Yeah. The next time it was offered, I was uh, I was up there teaching. I think one section, uh, probably time management. And the last I, and I've been doing that for the last five years, I guess. Um, and you know, the last time I did it, I, I I did the core. I did I did cost, time, and scope and i learn so much in those classes myself because i have to explain it to people and i've been i've been told that i'm I'm a natural mentor and i enjoy that role it's one of the most beneficial roles that i've ever performed you know there's a couple of projects i have that are that are near and dear and had had extremely rewarding outcomes but most of them you just walk away from with a with a smile and a handshake and and everything's good Um, or maybe not maybe there wasn't everything was good but um, (laughs) hopefully it was and but it's it's that people you know that getting to know somebody being able to answer questions for people and being able to say I don't know
3: you know let me see towards PMI my, yeah. my experience
1: you know there, there's there's PMI and what you're trying to teach people in a class like that and then there's your practical experience right and um, so those are things that you know and, and by being able to relay both um, I, I think we had some success with those classes and I think um, like I said I, I was able to learn and meet people meet very interesting people some of them 20 and 30 years old that were new and some of them 50 and 60 years old who were making career changes or finally said, you
0: know, Hey, I just want to go ahead and get this certification. You know, Steve, uh, uh, Steven Covey, another Steve said that if you want to learn something, teach it. So that is a great opportunity to come in and be able to share your experience and your knowledge. And when you, when you do that, you have to learn at a whole nother level. And, and, uh, uh, Michael, you you know that. I mean, you have a you're in the classroom all the time. Is that is that true? Uh,
3: yes, I'm in the classroom every week.
0: And so, but don't you have to as you teach that you you become more and more proficient? Actually, you gain in many cases oh. maybe more than the students.
3: <laughs> Definitely. Every time I go through a class, I'm like, I'm gonna I forgot about this. I'm gonna try this on my next project.
0: Well, you know, we kind of digress from, from the purpose of today. And, you know, I, one of the main purpose from purposes that, that we get to get out of today is just to share some information of this upcoming meeting. So would you, Connie, or any one of you share what, talk, talk to us a little bit about the professional development opportunity that's coming up. What is the theme? Why are, you know, why are we having this this talk today? If you would just give a little bit of information or whoever is responsible for that.
2: Well, we have a PDD or professional development day coming up on a Saturday. It's a four hour event. What I thought would envision there would be a breaking breaking out into teams and and talking about some of these things that we we're we're introducing now, which is okay what how to sharpen our skills with our teams. And a lot of the teams are not our direct reports. They are they have probably a lot of other projects. And so how do how do we maximize our teams and bring them bring them to win? Right. And not just the teams, but the individuals themselves. How do how do we get that goal that we need? But make them, you know, how uh, how do we make them feel like they want to come and participate and collaborate, and really put the spotlight on them in a good way, so they can they can enjoy the development process.
0: Yeah, that is. is,
2: So so really the.
0: The the theme is how do we sharpen those 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 skills and and when you and I were talking and and you reached out to me uh, about coming to speak to to your chapter and as as I said before I've been even though I am not professionally a project manager I have managed many projects including you know multi million dollar construction projects with where we have multiple stakeholders uh, Canadian you know provincial government uh, private enterprise community altogether, as you know, there's there can be some many complex projects. And so I have that experience though I'm not a PNP. Why I am coming though is is a focus that I have that is exactly what you were just talking about, Connie, and that is how do we develop project managers in areas that that they can take their careers to the next level? I have uh, I had an opportunity to speak with Jim Snyder, who is one of the original, founding members of uh, of the original six founding members of, of the Project Management Institute. He was the opening keynote speaker and I was the closing. And uh, we happened to be in Puerto Rico together at a multi-day conference. And, you know, I had a, I had a chance to sit down and, and talk to him. And, and he says, you know what, Spencer, most project managers don't struggle with the technical aspects of the profession they are usually pretty good at the at the at the scope and the you know risk management and you know the scheduling and the structure and the process and 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 typically with some of the, the technical and technology now technology and, and and ai and big data are advancing so quickly that it, it behooves us that we stay on top of that as well and I know that's something that is, is so important for the profession. But for typically, that's something that is in the wheelhouse of of many project managers, not all, but but most. He said, "Where we struggle in the profession is exactly what you were talking about, and that is how do we how do we make people feel? How do we engage our with team? How do we? Um, you talked about what's between you know the rails." Which means, you know, when you know we're we're having our meetings and we're doing progress reports, how do we operate the rest of the time? And so it's the it's the skills that that uh, you know, Stephen, you were talking about is is being able to come into an organization and very quickly be able to connect with and engage with uh, the the stakeholders, the participants, the the team. So one of the things that that we're going to be focusing on is how do you stay relevant in today's economy as a project manager when so much of what's happening right now is is going towards more technology, more big data. Uh, Right now, companies, I speak with CEO groups all over the country, and they are struggling to find people. Big organizations, small organizations. And so many of them are filling that void with technology. They're figuring out ways. And and, and we're talking major organization, you know, uh, consulting companies like technology, UPS and, and logistics and supply chain, all these different types of, of companies are figuring out how do we fill that gap of manpower and services that we need to provide. And, and in some cases, the, the work that, that you and I do being automated and we're like okay is that a threat to my to my future and i believe that the short answer is is no provided you take jim snyder's advice and develop those skills that are actually more of the human skills as technology takes over more and more of the automated skills there's going to be a place for people who have the ability to to connect at an emotional level, to be able to connect at a human level and engage their teams and work in ways that provide um, motivation and and purpose and direction. And uh, even doing that without the the typical authority that, that many teams have. So as a project manager, you're inserted into working with different teams in many cases. And so how do you have that authority that you have to earn very quickly? And that is all about how you communicate, how you lead. It's the human side of the project management. That's where so much of the upside is. And so we're going to be spending time working on some of those skills and I will actually since we're we're doing this uh, virtually I'll actually share a um, just how we change how we can communicate with people how that produces outcomes in terms of productivity and I will show you the difference between you know uh, engaging at a different level with with those that you talk to and the results that you will get instantly receiving feedback so those are some of the things that we're going to get started at. I, You know, when we were getting started with this getting ready for the podcast, we had, I had several technical issues. And um, and so I was, you know, feeling bad because I've got all these three high-powered people on the call and I'm making you wait. And so there's a matter of pressure. And we were talking, right, about how do you behave under pressure because you know, as projects are go, and you have big projects, and money's on the line, and deadlines are happening, and 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 frustrations happen. How do you how do you keep things going in the right direction? What what have you guys noticed? Is it you know is it getting more technical, or is it getting more about what's going on between your two ears? No, it's it's
1: sitting back and finding out why. You know, why people aren't doing what they said they were going to do. Right. And that asking that question
0: without offending people, you know, takes a relationship. Yeah, but wait a minute. I, I just take I just say things how they are, Steve. I mean, I, I'm a straight shooter. So when I have a problem, I'm gonna go I'm gonna let you know.
1: Well, I appreciate that. But <laughs> you know, we, we said we were going to do this and we're not doing that. I don't know what it is I'm supposed to do to get us to do that because I don't have those technical skills, you do.
0: You know, yeah, go ahead think, Connie. I'm sorry, I cut yeah, you off, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I think using an example like, hey, uh, we're getting taking on a new MRP system and the cross section in the room they're, you know, for us older people, we've got the little whippersnappers on the side and just fresh out of school. And then there's there's me that I've been in for many for many years. And and there's certain fears in the cross section of the people. And Michael, I don't know if you can attest to that. Like what cross-sections, what are what are the fears of the students of even grasping what you're trying to roll out? Um, how how can we or or maybe in your expertise in your classroom, have you noticed some of these fears? Am I gonna get this material? Yeah, maybe. I apprehension
3: that, you know, what we're what we're teaching them about project management, can they actually you know implement that? Can they actually do that in, in real life? And, like we said earlier, I think it, it helps when I do bring in real-life examples. Where yeah, I, I really did it. You know, we really did have a schedule time, or we really did do two-week sprints on an agile project, or we really did implement Jira. I mean, one of the biggest fears that people have is the automation. Like like Spencer was saying, that, you know, the, the the new tools. Oh my God, I got to learn a new tool every every couple of months, right? Uh, so that's where a lot of applications is This constant state of learning. Uh, I remember somebody telling me many years ago, "Well, I'm going to be a project manager because you know the pinback is pretty stable; it's not changing every couple of weeks like you know, like .NET or Java, you know, which is always being enhanced. It's like eh, it's easy. You know, once I learn it, I'm done learning, and and that's not great.
0: Is are Michael? Are are, are you serious that that's one of the things that, that drew some people? To, to learning the profession? Yeah. Wow. And it was a stable body. Well, it, it,
3: it, it's, a, it's a book, right? It's a body, it's the pin right? So they figured out it was a stable body of knowledge, and that's all they had to learn.
0: So because which is which is interesting, because many people have an aversion to to change, they want stability and, and especially in in this past year that we've experienced so much change, it's frustrating. It's like I need some stability in my life. And so they say I want that in my profession. But those who are willing to to get uncomfortable Mm -hmm. to you know, you're talking about, I love the young whippersnappers in the class. Those of them who are willing to to put themselves out there. I do lots of role-playing in, in, my, in my corporate training. And the people who are willing to do the role-play, to take the feedback, are the ones that always gain the most benefit and the most experience. And I find that you learn more when you're uncomfortable than when you're sitting in your comfort zone. So this is, you know, get used to it. The new normal is that change is coming all the time. It's faster than ever. Now is is the time to get used to and get comfortable with being uncomfortable. The more you're able to do that, which is a really a, a mental exercise, and and that's it's a mindset, and that's part of what we want to be able to share with you is develop the mindset that you need to to be. Effective and and give yourself an edge in the profession. There may be some people that may may stay with the old Pembach. Um, well, you're going to have an advantage over them if you choose to to learn the new materials.
2: Yeah, and I and I think I can add a little bit to that when you volunteer also as a mentor in my in in this position. And I won't go into too much specifics, but there was an an opening for hey a person needs a mentor for a a food truck and i said i always wanted to l- learn how to do that but how can i mentor someone that i don't know anything about but i, I realized that there will be a mutual benefit and when i i corrected all my assumptions And the person says, oh, I know you're not gonna show me. I already know. I have already bought a a bunch of food trucks. I wanna know the PM way. And I said, what an awesome benefit, mutual benefit because I wanna know how to do it. And he wants to know what are the project management aspects of what I do? And I said, yeah. And if we would relay that to our teams, that it's a mutual fear, I right? I go in with the fear of my gaps, but that's what you're filling in and I'm putting it all together.
0: So many successful entrepreneurs are curious. They want to learn. They want to grow. They're constantly learning just as this person that you were talking to. Like, I want to learn the PM way what a great example of the attitude that we want to have think about what is it that's going staying relevant in the age of big data and ai is all about giving yourself an edge and expanding your uh, you know your value to to the client to your employer to yourself giving yourself greater and greater opportunities to in in a way being comfortable getting uncomfortable and changing means that you will have greater stability in your life isn't don't you think that's a little ironic if you want stability get comfortable with with change if you want to be important
2: right Right, and a lot of times that comes out of our words you're almost giving that person permission to be confident or the the person I I, I tell I tell a lot of people where whether on my teams or People I mentor, I, I'm not gonna tell you how to do it. it it's gonna come from you. <laughs> Your question, the answer will come from you.
0: That's brilliant. Well, what questions do you guys have for me? What 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 would you like to know? We have a few minutes left, and I'd I'd love to just you know we want to we want the listeners to be excited because these are the things that we're going to be talking about we we're going to give you skills to make sure that that you have the ability to leave this professional development day motivated and engaged and excited to to expand your you know your success and and re- achieve the goals that you want to have what what would you guys like to know from me
1: well i think um you know, in in looking at this topic and and thinking about it and, and trying to focus on, because I I focus, a lot of times you do focus on the technical aspects, the the things that you have to get people to do, not how you get them to do it. And, um, you know, you, in in one of your um, articles I read, you referenced Gordon Moore. And back in 1979, I had the opportunity to meet the man he spoke at a St. Louis uh, chapter DPMA meeting. I'm, I'm dating myself, but yes, Data Processing Management Association, and um, you know it, it was just a fascinating talk. And, and you know the the man was about change. You know he 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 um, you know when you look at at um, was it Moore's Law or principle, but where it it how quickly technology was going to to evolve. Um, and that was something that I, I, I realized if I was going to stay in this profession, I had to evolve quickly myself. I had to adapt. I couldn't just be satisfied with what I've been doing. I had to be willing to, to say, I wanted to do it better every day. And, um, uh, you know, yeah. so I think some of these things that you, you, um, uh, you know, as, as I read the outline, I looked at it as like, you know, critical thinking, problem solving, effective communication, um, you know, innovation and, and collaboration and, and and I think you said team performance, and I say positive team performance.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, even but, storytelling, right, because one of the things that we were talking about offline with Connie, she was saying, you know, the reporting process oftentimes can be very, very dry. So, I have a, a, a colleague that I do a, a podcast with that works for the International Olympic Committee, and they have created a way to actually do their reporting through video, through interviews, and getting the human, the story of what happened in the project makes it so much more relatable, so much more able to connect to so that people will are, are wanting to listen to it. And uh, so that is uh, you know learning how to to share information. There's actually classes you can take at Stanford that CEOs take on how to tell stories. this is This is a very, very valuable skill. And then, Connie, you were talking about, well, what happens after you know you you've done the report? How do you behave as a project manager to have that influence? and And one of the things that you said that is so true is get to know people on the team as people. Create relationships with them, right? It's 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 not just hey, I I need you to to move this project forward and 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 uh, you know all all the transactional conversations. It's tell me about your family, what's going on, and that's Connie. You could talk a little bit about that, right?
2: Right. So digress on purpose. You know, getting back into the office after onboarding on on Zoom. I'm, I'm glad to go by somebody's and say, Hey, look at this kindergarten artwork and commenting on that. And that's why you hear a baby noise every once in a while. And that's why you hear some of these things. And maybe that's why they're late, but, but they still want to contribute. They still want to be successful. So visiting the people between the Mm -hmm. progress reports and, you know, again, digressing on purpose. When you said in our conversation, hey, we have digressed. And I thought to myself, but that was a pretty cool digress.
0: I love that. I actually write that down. Digress on purpose and and I'm yeah. going to I'm going to use that. I think it's fabulous. You know, and and back to what you were saying Stephen with uh you know Moore's law, he said that the the the, the basically the the size of that that processor would would shrink like every 18 months would would like cut in half. And then now it went to every 12 months. Well, now we've come to the limit to the size of how many microchips we can actually have on a processor. And so now we actually have a new set of laws that has taken over called Huang's law, right? Which is the speed of the processor. So just because we've kind of reached the limits of, of Moore's law, there are laws that we don't even know yet that are going to be uh, governing how we work in the future in the not very distant future and we've got to we've got to get on board with with that and 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 be ready for it uh,
3: yeah, quantum computer will
0: change all that right and so so how does that change you know the, the profession and what what more will will computers be doing in the future that uh, we have to be able to adapt to and and what I am seeing so far, and this could change, it is exactly what we've been talking about. How do you connect and how do you help people move the project forward? Because we'll always need people, we'll always need teams. I mean, we can't, we won't be able to, to offload everything to AI, but uh, if you are willing to get uncomfortable and learn and grow and change, you give yourself a huge advantage ladies and gentlemen we have uh we we've talked for about 30 minutes anything else that you feel like our listeners have to hear or want to know before we before we wrap up
3: well i I just want to stress the the importance of speakers like you that bring in these very unique skills that a lot of project managers quite honestly lack right they've studied the pin they they know the products inside and out you know but do they really know how to create a high performing team
0: yeah yeah and that's and, and that is the the value of of having somebody that comes in from from the outside kind of like what we're talking about with you steve right i mean why hire the consultant? And sometimes it's that it's that different perspective. It's one of the things that, that actually helps creativity and innovation is to get outside of what we're used to to doing. and And so my focus is communication is leadership is influence is you know building your your and strengthening your brand and that's what I talk about. Well, you guys, it has been so great to to talk with you and be with. You three very experienced project managers and professionals, and I am very, very excited and honored that you would invite me to come speak to, to your members. And hopefully, you know, we we whetted your appetite to come learn. I mean, we, we've talked around the issue, but we're going to be working on uh, some of those skills that we've been mentioning here and how you strengthen those on September eighteenth. What time, Connie? Is does everything start, and where do they register? How 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 do people get registered?
2: The information will be on the chapter website. There will be a registration link, and the time is nine a.m. to one p.m. and it would be four PDUs that can be earned. So one PDU for every hour. So stay tuned for our postings on LinkedIn and our chapter website, all the information will be there. There will be also links to uh, Spencer Horn's information and the podcast that I learned so much from and his website as well. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Connie and, and Steve, thank you so much for for your contributions and and Michael you guys I I'm looking forward to to joining you and I will see you soon